Hello world, this is Chris Abalo, and this is Chris Abalo's Podcast Experiment. Welcome to the first episode of this new series, which is going to be bi-weekly every other Monday. Starting today, April Fool's Day, April 1st, 2013. Seems just as good a day as any for me to do something like this, right? So then, if I'm doing this, what is going on with the only podcast that matters? Well, here's the deal. As I said on that show... Back in December, I spent the fall in Los Angeles in pursuit of voiceover slash voice acting work, and there were opportunities presented to me. So it seemed wise to come back here to Los Angeles in pursuit of creative work. It's obviously difficult being out in Los Angeles on the other side of the country, so far away from everybody who means the most to you. But alas, there's no point in me being close to everybody and being miserable because of lackluster work opportunities. So for right now, this is where I'm planted, replanted actually. There is a blog on the newly launched chrisaballo.com, which you probably know of already because you found the show. So Chris, if you're in Los Angeles, what's going to go on with the only podcast that matters? That's in New Jersey. Yes, it is. I am still very much a part of the only podcast that matters, and I am still on the show pretty regularly. The story with that is, after I let the guys know in January that I was going to be heading back to Los Angeles in February, we made a point of banking several shows with me in it and then spreading them out over a period of months until my next visit back to New Jersey where we will record some more. So that way I can maintain a presence on the show, on the website, because... I certainly don't want to leave the show, and none of the guys would ask me to leave just because I'm not living near them anymore. But we found a way to make it work, and I'm very thankful to the guys. They were very accommodating with getting shows in the can, so that way I could bring a bunch with me to California and then post them over the next couple months. And it was good anyway. I think we all have a sense of relief knowing that we have a, quite a few shows in the bank, and They'll be spread out over a period of time. So I'll be on the only podcast that matters every other week, every two weeks, something akin to that. And I do thank the guys again for being very accommodating with understanding why I was coming out here and being supportive, no less. Jeez, everybody has been very supportive of me coming out here, both in the fall when I started looking into job opportunities and now returning in early 2013 to finally get some traction, to get some things going for myself. The other thing that sprang out of my trip back to New Jersey during the holidays was it was strange after doing the podcast for over two years, two and a half years almost at the point when I came out here, to not do it at all for three months was really, really strange. And it did. T I felt like it took a show or two for me to kind of get back into the rhythm of it. And I thought, well, I really don't want to just do a bunch of shows during a week or two weeks when I come home every couple months to visit and then not do any shows for three months. So I thought a good way to put my talents to use and keep myself in shape, as it were, was to do a show while I was out here and thankfully had enough people interested in joining me where it's going to be pretty much a bi-weekly show. This experiment, which is very much what it is, uh, it's not at all going to be like the only podcast that matters in as much as it won't be kind of the verbal free-for-all that that show tends to be. This is going to be more like a chat show. Wait, but there are already 
hundreds of thousands of chat show podcasts. Yes, there are. And this is going to be another one. <laughs> if you want to listen to it, great. Uh, if you don't, then check out some other podcasts. There's something like 250,000 podcasts on iTunes. So, hey, if it's not your thing, that's cool. But thankfully, there were enough friends and acquaintances who enjoy the only podcast that matters who are out here in California who were wondering if I was going to be doing anything while I was out here. So I thought, well, maybe I should do something on my own to stay in shape, let's say, behind the mic and put my mixing and editing capabilities to use and just be able to chat. It's something I've really, really enjoyed about podcasting overall is both the document of different stages of life. Obviously, now that the only podcast that matters is in its third year, that's quite a span, especially with everybody going from their mid to late 20s into their early 30s, uh, which is happening even more near the end of this year. It just really, it's cool to have that document of everything that's going on in our lives and to go through what's going on in the news, what's going on in real life, movies that are coming out, all that other stuff that you and your friends talk about when you get together. So yeah, this seemed like a great way to put all my talents to use and give me something to do as well in between the work and to stay sharp. Okay, might have been shooting myself in the foot a little bit by suggesting the name of the only podcast that matters to everybody else. And now I've got another show. So what am I going to do? That's ah, okay. Not a big deal. <laughs> but regardless, thank you very much for checking out this show and uh, always check out the only podcast that matters. We we're talking about a group of my best friends who are hilarious and crack me up. And I know they make a lot of you out there laugh too. Hopefully you've come over to this show from that one for crying out loud. And if it's the other way around and you're coming to this show first, go to the only podcast.com. You can check out the only podcast that matters on iTunes. That's right. The plugging up front and you could check out samples of the show on SoundCloud. If you have a membership there or you can stream it anyway, go to soundcloud.com slash the only podcast and listen to 30 plus clips from our shows uh, you can check out the videos and sketches we've done on YouTube at youtube.com slash the only podcast. Bunch of stuff on there. Uh, we've been up to so much in the last few years, and there's plenty more coming. With or without my presence, the show must go on, as it said. But thank you once again to the boys over at the website who were very supportive of me doing this. As much as I wouldn't have needed their blessing, I'm glad that I got it from them. And they were very supportive as far as me starting something on my own getting my own .com, doing a show that has my name on it that isn't directly affiliated with the theonlypodcast.com because there are obviously several different things we have going on over there concerning shows. So I am very grateful to them and very appreciative of all their support and encouragement when it came to doing this. So what's to be expected of this show? Well, as I said, it's not going to be a rival of The Only Podcast That Matters at all. Uh, structurally, it's never going to be the same thing. It's never going to be four people kind of yelling at each other and arguing with each other, making each other laugh. It's more often than not going to be me and one other person. Uh, just so I'm not misleading you at all, this first episode is going to be the inaugural episode, the, I don't know, pick a fun adjective for first episode, is going to be just me because I was going to sit down and have a chat with another person on this first show, but then I thought, I have a bunch of things I know I want to talk about. I don't want to go into infomercial territory where there's a bunch of leading questions. Something like, Chris, you just drove from New Jersey to California all the way across country. How was it? That just sounds so fake, and I really didn't want that. So I figured, you know what, let me just sit and do a monologue-style thing for the first episode, 
And hey, look at that. It's already requiring me to stretch because I don't normally do this. I've introduced bits and pieces on the other shows, but to actually sit and just talk, (laughs) face my computer with a microphone in front of my face and nobody else is listening to me while I do it. Ah, this is great. I get to sit back in my underwear and talk to a mic. No, I'm totally kidding. All right. So this show is going to be bi-weekly every other Monday starting today, April 1st. So obviously that means the next one will be the 15th, the 29th. And that's only because I don't want to overpromise and then underdeliver. I don't want to say, oh, it's going to be a weekly show and then run short. I'd rather plan for it to be every other week, depending on how busy things get and who I can nail down to sit and talk with me. <laughs> and also based on a popularity thing, if there's somebody who you guys hear me chat with on this show and you want to see that person or hear that person, I should say, more often, great, say so, let me know. And in case you found this by some other means, check out chrisabalo.com. I have put up a blog today, April 1st, 2013, that goes into my return to California to a certain degree and then moving out here, the significance of moving out here nearly seven years after I first moved out to California. And true to its name, this will obviously be more elaborate as the show goes on. There's just temp music up front for now and at the end of this, an official theme song is in the works but it wasn't going to be ready in time for this first show, and that's fine. I didn't want to delay this for the sake of things not being 100%. Hell, it actually took eight episodes of The Only Podcast That Matters before we had our theme song properly ready to go. So it's not reason enough to delay launching this show. And uh, the artwork and all that stuff is temporary. All of it will become more permanent in the next couple of weeks, but the show is here. So let's get started. All right, now I left... From New Jersey to California, I started my drive on February 21st, which this is the the two unique things about this trip. Uh, Number one, I actually planned for four days, meaning I left on Thursday. I planned to arrive on Sunday because in the past, I've always planned for three days and sometimes it's been three, sometimes it's been closer to four because it's an exhausting drive, man. With going three days, it's about 40 hours, and that depends on whether you hit any construction or bad weather or all sorts of other stuff. So it just seemed like a wise idea this time since I wasn't do I wasn't coming out here with anything specifically scheduled. So I thought, all right, you know what? I'm just going to make this a more relaxed trip. So 10 hours a day driving. It'll still take it out of you, but not nearly as difficult as trying to cram 40 hours of driving in three days when you're doing it by yourself, by the way. Aside from that, I also drove a different way this time. I didn't drive through the American Southwest. In the past, whether I've been driving west to east or east to west, I've always gone from Missouri to Oklahoma, Texas, through New Mexico, Arizona, and then into California. This time, just for the sake of variety, because I've already driven that same way four times, so I figured the fifth time should probably I should probably vary it up a little bit. I just went straight through Missouri into Kansas, through Colorado, Utah, Nevada, and then into California, which was great up until I got to about Denver and hit a major snowstorm, which sucked. And the visibility was so bad. Snow was flying at me horizontally. And <laughs> okay, yeah, big deal. I'm, I'm driving a Saturn, though. I'm not driving an SUV or something that is four-wheel drive and maybe a bit of control to it. I'm driving a sedan, so a little, little bit different than driving something that's made for that kind of weather. If I had a Subaru or 
something like that, like a lot of other people on the road did there, locals, I'm sure, then I would have been a little bit better prepared for it. But the snow was so bad that Saturday night, and then Sunday morning I was driving so slow because it was still snowing in parts of Utah as I was driving through. And that last day was so tense, just driving on the road. It was a little icy still the following day. And, I mean, doing 35 miles an hour on an interstate where the speed limit's 65 or 70, that slowed me down quite a bit. And it was very tense. It's very tense driving on icy roads in, like I said, a smaller car. It's probably not better as you get into bigger cars, but since I don't have something that was built for, since it's not like an all-terrain vehicle or anything, it was less than pleasant on that last day. Otherwise, very, very smooth. Oh, actually, on the first night I stopped, I stopped in Dublin, Ohio, on Thursday, the day I left. I stayed there for the night, and the next day got up early, was going to go have some breakfast, and went to the most gorgeous Whole Foods. (laughs) That probably sounds ridiculous, but I'm a big fan of Whole Foods. I've said it a thousand times on the big show. And this one was so, it it just looked immaculate. And being there first thing in the morning, I thought, let me get some breakfast. I'm going to fill up. I'll get some bottled water and all that for the drive, some fresh food, throw it in my cooler, and then head out. And Man, just it, it, this place, <laughs> this Whole Foods in Dublin is amazing. It just looks so beautiful. All the prepared food was full and just all of it honestly looked amazing. <laughs> it was, it, it seriously was the coolest Whole Foods I've ever been into. And they're on every other corner here in the Los Angeles area, probably in California in general. But this place is really, really impressive. I took pictures with my phone. That's how impressed I was with it. I like food. What can I say? Oh, actually, another landmark moment for me on this trip was the fact that I drove through Las Vegas, and I've never been to or through Las Vegas before, so this is the first time I've been in Las Vegas, but I didn't actually stop and see anything or take in a show or gamble or get a hooker or anything like that. It was just driving, because at that point, I was about three hours away from Burbank, which is where I was headed and staying upon my arrival in California, and... mm, yeah, just didn't want to stop and spend the time, especially when I was so close. By the end of that many days on the road, there comes a point of restlessness, which is why I've always tried to drive east to west in three days or west to east, because there's a point when it's, I just want to get there. The day consists of just driving, and that's it. I mean, I stopped to take pictures of different things, or I stopped to eat or get gas, whatever, but I still, at that point, I just thought, all right, I've been driving for 2,700 miles or something like that. I really just want to get where I'm going and stretch out, empty my car, and uh, settle down finally. After so many days on the road, it just... eh. I enjoy it, but also doing it by yourself and all day long, just... mm. (laughs) I'm sure I'll get to Vegas for enjoyment in the next couple of months. So, what have I been up to since I've been here? Well, I've been taking a lot of things in, uh, in between doing preparing for some voiceover stuff and looking for a permanent apartment, which is great that I now have one. Uh, Leasing a refrigerator, though, that's always been a kind of a funny thing that I actually have to lease a refrigerator for my apartment. That's it seems like such a common appliance. I mean, I'm sure for apartments that come with them for (laughs) the money is built into it somewhere, the, the cost of a refrigerator. But it just seems so weird to actually have to lease a major appliance like that. Having to set that up was a little weird. I lucked out, actually, when I moved to from Hollywood to Burbank 
in 2007 because one of my roommates had a friend who was leaving their place, not taking their fridge. So we inherited a fridge. <laughs> so it was actually pretty cool that we didn't actually need to worry about this leasing one and now I have to lease one. So that, that is pretty weird, but mm, what can you do? It's pretty common around here. But anyway, uh, having some free time and wanting to get out more. When I lived out here 2006 to 2008, since I was primarily attending Musicians Institute, which was an 18-month program that I stretched out over two years, but more on that some other time. School just took up so much of my time, I didn't travel around too much. And I went to concerts here and there. And I'd been to the Roxy and the Key Club and a few places on Sunset Boulevard. I've been to the House of Blues as well on Sunset Boulevard, but I thought, eh, I've never really been around or taken in too many shows. And as fortune would have it, I was able to go to the record release concert for the new album by Orianthe. Now, if you don't know who she is, she was one of Michael Jackson's guitarists for the ill-fated This Is It series of shows that the documentary is based on that he was rehearsing for for this big comeback and all that. And obviously, his untimely death meant the concerts didn't happen. But it was kind of a good thing for us in that we got an Orianthe solo album in 2010. Uh, actually, there was another one. It just wasn't released in the U.S. Uh, and now her third one came out, which I was excited for because she can play the hell out of a guitar. Uh, I just honestly love her guitar playing. She's so freaking talented. And I just saw her actually when my friend Jack DeFranco and I went to see Iron Maiden last summer. And uh, Alice Cooper was opening up the Iron Maiden tour, and she was Alice Cooper's guitar player. So that's how great she is. She can play for Michael Jackson and Alice Cooper and release her own albums, and it's pretty awesome. But anyway, went to the show. It was about an hour long, and it was great. Mostly stuff from the new album, which I really, really dig. The new album's more bluesy, whereas the last one was more pop. But I love it. I picked up the album the day it came out, and just, it's great. It's absolutely great, which that's probably something I'll come back to on the show a lot is whatever I'm listening to, whatever I'm watching, I'm sure I'm going to recommend something every week because I think that's important. As much as we can all take the time to complain about something or, you know what I dislike or, you know what pisses me off, it's very easy to get caught up in that. So I figured, eh, let me make a point of recommending things. So more than likely, I'll end up recommending what I'm currently obsessed with, <laughs> what I've been listening to or what I've been seeing or whatever because... Hey, it's all about turning people on to other stuff, right? So there we go. Orianthe, Heaven in the Cell. Go pick it up or check out some samples at your favorite digital music retailer uh, or go to a record store if you can find one and pick up the CD. So uh, alas, the concert was great. Uh, she was joined by Dave Stewart of the of Eurythmics fame who actually produced her album and played some guitar on the album. So that was very cool to see him. Afterwards, I was lucky enough to meet her and chat with her. She signed a CD for me and she was very, very cool. Super nice, sweet as can be. And I mean, is adorable anyway, but even more so in person, really, she's beautiful. And she was so amazing live, especially to see her sing live. It was great. I really, really enjoyed it. And I found out a few days ago that one of my teachers from Musicians Institute passed away. Uh, Mr. Ross Bolton, who taught the funk guitar elective, uh, among other classes, at GIT, uh, sadly passed away, and it it was a real shock. I saw a lot of outpouring of both sadness and gratitude from teachers and some of my fellow students and other former students of the school. 
I met Ross while I was going to GIT. I took the funk guitar elective that he taught after a friend of mine, Mr. John Kelly Brown, took the class and said it made a huge difference in his rhythm playing. And I've always been a good rhythm guitar player, but I thought, okay, this could help me step things up. And it was definitely a good idea to take something that wasn't a skill that I had already, as far as being able to play James Brown and Earth, Wind, and Fire tunes. And man, some of those warm-ups I still do. Even though I took the class, geez, five, six years ago now, I still do warm up with some of his rhythm exercises and uh, just put on a metronome and scratch or, or strum chords along with it's. It's funny how little things like that you can take away. I mean, granted, I still do know how to play Sex Machine by James Brown, <laughs> which was the final exam, if you're curious, in a funk guitar class, or at least that particular one. But definitely sad news and definitely a loss. He was an amazing guitar player. He's always a very nice guy. Obviously, I did talk to him one-on-one a bit in regards to the class and just playing and all that. And he was really, really great. And uh, actually, it was launched earlier in March a charity at microgiving.com. I will actually put up the link on chrisabalo.com. They are still taking donations as he was receiving medical treatment from what I understand. Uh, They were, this campaign was started for uh, donations toward obviously keeping the medical costs to a minimum for some of the bills that Ross and his family were dealing with as a result of his illness. So please, uh, I will put up the link on the website. Please donate uh, as Ross is leaving behind a wife and two children. So it it would be a huge help. Of course, I'm mentioning it because I donated as well. And uh, I encourage everybody to because it's such a loss, honestly. And uh, I really, he was a great guy. I dug having him as a teacher. I'm very glad I got to know him and learn from him. And uh, actually, you can enjoy some of his playing. He has an official YouTube channel. If you go to youtube.com slash Ross Bolton official, you can check out videos of him jamming. Uh, You can check out videos on the Musicians Institute channel as well. And keep his legacy going. (laughs) He was a fantastic teacher and a great guy. So my thoughts and well wishes go out to his wife and his children. And uh, again, check out chrisabal.com. I will put up the link for the micro-giving donations. All right, moving on to a complaint I have, which is we, we've really finally gone over the edge as far as I'm concerned. Uh, maybe we, we've been over the edge for a long time, but th- really, folks, this is it. Scope has now announced Scope Bacon. Now, I do like bacon, <laughs> I, I enjoy a bacon cheeseburger. I enjoy bacon and eggs. and I, I, I do like eating bacon. I don't believe in using it as a garnish on everything. I certainly know people who think, look at it as the, the candy of the meat-eating world. But really, people, is, is, this, is this absolutely necessary? Or really, scope. I'm sure people are going to buy and there are people who are going to love it. But why, of all things... If it's supposed to freshen your breath, like, is it going to leave your breath fresher? Or is it just going to be a beverage? Like, you're going to be able to dip your bagel in it? I don't, I don't understand. I really think this whole bacon thing, just bacon everything, I don't know. I feel like it's gone overboard. I think we can do with a little less bacon in every single food. Bacon-shaped roses and all this other 
nonsense. Bacon in chocolate bars. Some gourmet chocolate bars have bacon in them. That just seems so weird. I understand the sweet and salty thing because chocolate-covered pretzels are pretty good, but bacon, just, I don't know. I don't think meat and chocolate, eh, eh, just doesn't seem right to me. So I think we're at a low point in humanity or in American culture. Maybe (laughs) the rest of the world is going to just continue to hate us or lose faith in us because, man, bacon scope. Do we need it? Eh, I say no. All right, folks, this is the end of the line. It's only been about a half hour, but I don't think anyone wants to listen to me talk for an entire hour about this, that, or the other thing. Uh, Or maybe you do. Feel free to say so if you do, and maybe I will do more episodes. (laughs) Solo episodes, just me talking and ranting and raving and uh, all sorts of other stuff. We'll see. But for this show, like I said, at the beginning, I thought it made the most sense for me to do it on my own. So you got me. This is all part of the experiment, this podcast experiment. So I hope you enjoyed it. Please come back in two weeks when there will be a show with me and another person. Yes, I will be the one consistency, the host of this show, which it's got my name in it. That makes total sense. So please tell a friend. I will keep you guys updated on when the show's available on iTunes and various other podcast aggregates or uh, resources. Check out chrisaballo.com. That's C-H-R-I-S-A-B-A-L-L-O.com, where I will be posting the next show, April 15th. So check that out. Tell a friend. Uh, you can look up Chris Abalo's Podcast Experiment on Facebook. There is also a link on chrisabalo.com, which will take you straight there. You can follow the show on Twitter at CapePod, C-A-P-E-P-O-D. Get yourself some updates if you're on the Twitter. And you can also email the show at capethepodcast at gmail.com, C-A-P-E-T-H-E, podcast. You should know how to spell that by now. Tell me what you'd like to hear, what you want more of, less of. Tell me this sucks. (laughs) Whatever. Tell me I should pack it in after only one episode. Whatever. Uh, I welcome feedback from everybody, and I absolutely encourage every single one of you to check out the only podcast that matters, my hilarious friends, every Friday doing shows. And I'm on the show as well. You'll hear plenty from me on that show every other week, every two weeks. I will still be a mainstay on that show, a pillar of humor on that show. So... Thank you for downloading or streaming or listening to this first episode of Chris Abalo's Podcast Experiment. CAPE for short. It happened to work out as an acronym. So if I say CAPE, I mean this here show because eh, those are the initials. What are you going to do? So thank you for listening. This is Chris Abalo and this is only an experiment. <laughs>